I uh, always appreciate your time. Sir, let's start with some of the breaking news you just shared with me uh, off camera. What's happening on Monday? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, we're pretty excited here on Monday to, to promote swearing and promote our uh, new executive team leadership. So we'll be uh, swearing in a, a new assistant chief and two new captains uh, to add to our uh, existing deputy chief. And I'm pretty excited about this new leadership team. They're going to really form the basis for not only short-term success, but future success as the department grows and develops other leaders and, and works on improving our um, our outputs and service to the community. So it's a pretty big day, I think, for the department. Uh, it's the first phase, really, of the reorganization that's uh, been submitted to the commission. So I'm pretty excited about that. So two things in that. One, I think many people here, okay, some new leadership team. I think the biggest question going through people's minds right now is, so what does that mean for reducing crime in the city? We had the the stabbing recently. You guys, I guess, just found a 75-year-old person in connection with that. We've had some shootings as of late. Obviously, the situation with Jupiter. So how does this promotion and leadership help reduce crime in our community? Sure. Well, the, it's part of the overall reorganization of the department, which is really looking at getting the right people in the right roles, um, civilianizing in some areas, growing our intelligence and analysis capacity. Uh, we've changed shift schedules. So the nomenclature of the department is changing to one that is more more forward thinking and more progressive in terms of our technology and our techniques. Uh, we're engaging with the community. So we're going to continue to grow on what we've already uh, built in those areas. Uh, we've already taken a very high focus on violent crime, crime in particular, but, but violent crime and that small percentage of folks who are involved in that. So uh, I think the creation of these positions and then putting these particular folks in these positions really puts us in a position to attack uh, that from a crime and public safety perspective, but also to work on some other long-term issues that um, for our own department members in terms of officer wellness, physical and mental wellness, career development, uh, internal things as well that help make the department more cohesive, uh, make it more of one in which we are developing and, uh, personnel, uh, growing their competencies. Uh, so, I mean, a lot is a lot is going on right now across the board, and I'm excited to get these new personnel, these new leaders in position so that they can take some of their ideas and concepts and start putting them into action. One of the things you also mentioned in your answer about the promotions was, hey, Chris, looking at future success within the department. I'm curious, as the leader of the department, like how how, how do you measure and define success? And so let's go out a year from now. How are you going to measure that to go, okay, this was successful? Mm -hmm. Well, from a community perspective, uh, we, we would probably do some community surveys in terms of how people feel about their safety. You know, crime statistics is one measure, but, you know, the reality of crime and those statistics versus the, uh, the perception or fear of crime often don't align, and the fear of crime is usually higher. Uh, so, you know, from a public perspective, do people feel safer in Fargo? Are they out frequently? We've got some beautiful areas. We've got a beautiful downtown uh, and, you know, it seems to me that we've got a lot of increased participation in these areas. So we want people to feel safe all, all across the city and all of our neighborhoods that they're being adequately served by our department, uh, both from a public safety uh, standpoint, uh, as well as protection of them. Uh, but also internally, you know, the functioning of the department, are we more efficient? Are we more prudent with the money, the tax dollars that um, funnel to our operations? We have better accountability and better transparency, both internally with our elected officials and with our community in terms of things that we're doing um, inside and outside. And what are those what are those effects? So we'll be doing a lot of data analysis, 
setting, in essence, baselines to measure from. And that's from there, you kind of measure your success or identify areas in which we could improve. You know, with the <clears throat> what appears to be an uptick in, in, in violent crime in our community, I don't think I've ever asked the Fargo Police Chief this. So I'm curious what your answer is going to be. But as you, this is a fairly new position for you still. Like, as you look out over the landscape and you're getting a feel for the community, what's going on here? What what keeps the Fargo Police Chief up at night? Well, um, I think, number one, I always... Uh, concerned about our officers and their uh, well-being and their safety. Um, we have a very good department here. <clears throat> We've done a lot to increase our training. Uh, that's going to be a big focus going forward as well. And that's not just from a competency perspective for the officers, but safety and wellness. I think that that's a huge issue in today's environment. Um, <clears throat> law enforcement recruitment is very difficult. Law enforcement retention is almost equally as difficult. I mean, we're not just in Fargo, but in other departments, you know, we're seeing people who have just been, you know, they've got five or six years into this career and um, have difficulty continuing forward just because we're in a difficult environment right now or it wasn't exactly what they thought it would be. And you know, it takes a lot of mental resiliency um, along with a lot of commitment and passion to do this job. So we really want to support the personnel that we put so much time and effort into and help them along throughout their career. Uh, so, I mean, that's my number one concern. Uh, second to that, of course, is really the overall safety of the community. Um, I, I know from from what I see and, and what we're doing that uh, we have really uh, a lot of dedicated staff here that are working hard every day to keep the community safe. And that growth of the community relationships has been a big boost for us as well. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing, Chief. I know it's not an easy situation for you uh, right now. So let's talk about this. Um, according to our report, 182 phone calls to the Fargo PD in regards to fireworks, yet not one citation. Why not? Well, actually, we did have, we found two citations. One citation, actually, we had a couple of our officers, and really to the previous point, that are walking in downtown Beat, and a car uh, with several jewels in it drives by and shoots lit fireworks at the officers. Fortunately, they weren't uh, injured seriously or significantly, uh, we ended up getting the car stopped and, and arresting those individuals and referring them to the juvenile authorities. Um, so here again, a situation that was completely unnecessary. Um, <clears throat> to the larger issue of fireworks violations, uh, I think pretty much any city that you go to, you will have a lot of people using fireworks. Now, <clears throat> the fact that it's illegal, I think, prevents a lot of other people from doing it, which is very good, especially in our current status, where we had uh, 15 fires in the city, 12 of which were the result of uh, illegal fireworks. Uh, but there's also a legal debacle here, too, because, you know, for I guess it's hard to figure out the logic, but we have large fireworks stores that for a specific time by state statute can sell fireworks that by law in the city they are in, people can't actually use. Uh, so it's kind of a... Um, a very mixed message from a business perspective. We have big lot fireworks dealers. Uh, now they may not be specifically in the city. I think there's a couple that are actually in what's known as frontier. So by half a street or half of a street, they're, they're outside of the city. But certainly everyone that's buying those, almost all the people live in our city. Well, what do you think they're gonna do with those fireworks? Um, so, I mean, that's, I think there's a legislative piece to all of this as well. Uh, but, you know, in terms of our calls for service, you know, most times when we get to these situations, the people are gone as soon as they see the squad. 
they're, they're not there anymore. Um, we don't have complainants if we do have somebody, uh, a situation stopped. Um, and so it's, it's not all that often that we're actually writing the citations. We're mostly running to the calls um, just to make sure that everyone's safe. So when you look at the resources used for 182 calls, because I know you guys are trying to get out to all the calls, and yet they're legal in West Fargo, is it time for Fargo to just legalize fireworks? Uh, well, I guess that's more of a commission decision. Um, I would certainly say that if we legalized it, we would have a whole lot more uh, of a lot of people tossing off fireworks. And I think in a confined city setting, that's extremely dangerous. I mean, for what we had going on this July when they were illegal, we, we started several fires. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a, certainly the fire chief, I'm sure would weigh in on that and the commission. Uh, I don't think it would be a good idea to make them legal uh, simply because we can't necessarily stop and arrest everyone who's doing that. I mean, there's a lot of crime that falls in that category. But maybe prime example, again, I don't know exactly what happened with the stabbing the night of July 4th. So I could be completely missing here. And when you look at it, it takes a lot of resources to get out to all these calls. I mean, is there sometimes a chance where you're stretched so thin that maybe you can't attend to a serious violent crime like this as well as you would like because of something like a fireworks call? And if it was legal, then you guys have got resources going towards more. Yeah, um, not really, no, because uh, the fireworks calls are going to they're going to wait. They're going to pend in the queue. Uh, our calls are prioritized. Anything like safety is a priority one call. Uh, so if 10, 15, 20 fireworks related calls sit in the queue, they sit in the queue. I mean, that's, uh, we're going to attend to those life safety issues first and utilize uh, the appropriate amount of personnel to properly address them. And we'll catch up with the other calls when we can.